Welcome to another episode of Global Data Pod. My name is Sam Azzarello and I lead content strategy for global research. I'm joined by Michael Faroli, our chief US economist, to talk about the March jobs report. So jumping right in, payroll job growth came in very close to consensus at 236,000 for March, but the unemployment rate also ticked lower to three and a half percent. Mike, can you talk us through the employment data in today's report and what stood out to you the most? Um. Sure. So as you mentioned, things were generally pretty close to expectations here. So no major surprises. Uh, The jobs number continues, the headline number continues to be very strong, but slowing, right? So actually the uh, private employment number was 189,000. That's one of the softest numbers we've had uh, in this expansion, but it's still a good number. Um, and within that, what you're seeing is some of the interest sensitive sectors like construction and manufacturing uh, actually are moving lower, uh, but you're seeing continued like good growth in, in things like uh, leisure and hospitality and healthcare, things that are less sensitive to the interest rate cycle and probably more, you know, showing the recovery from the ongoing recovery from the pandemic. Uh, you know, the unemployment rate, you know, ticked down, as you said, from, you know, as a rounding issue. So, this is still just a very low unemployment rate, three and a half percent. And um, uh, and those were some of the main things that we saw in, in the numbers. Okay, so that's a good segue into question two, where I will take the liberty and speak for the collective when I say that we've been waiting for the labor market to cool. And it's held better than expected since the start of the year. Today's print did show a step down, as you mentioned, from the very rapid pace of hiring over the last few months. But I would say looking ahead and ask you, are we on the right path to a cooler labor market or will job growth remain firm? Yeah, I think we are uh, on, the, on the path to a cooler labor market. So among some of the other details in the report, the average work week uh, ticked down to 34.4 hours, um, which tends to be somewhat of a leading indicator if firms are using their existing workforce less intensively, then that means they're, you know, probably on the path, as you say, to slower job growth. Uh, We also saw things like temp health employment uh, move down. Again, another indicator that the intensity of labor demand is uh, is easy. So I think, uh, you know, as you say, we have been waiting for this cooling for some time now. Uh, It looks like it's in train. it is not, fortunately, a you know nonlinear break that we're seeing in the labor market, but it does look like, when you look under the under the hood here, that there are things that suggest that as we go into the second, third quarters, we should see softer uh, job growth, which is you know something where most people are hoping for. Then turning to wage growth, with average hourly earnings increasing by 0.3 percent, what did you make of this number? And I guess more importantly the implication, if any, for the inflation outlook? Yeah, so I think, uh, so first of all, that was close to expectations like everything else in today's report. Um, I think you could take a glass half empty, half full uh, kind of look at this, which is in the first quarter as a whole, uh, average hourly earnings grew at a 3.8% annual rate. uh, And that's the slowest since the fourth quarter of 2020. it still might be a little too hot to get comfortable with the inflation outlook 3.8. So last November, uh, Fed Chair Powell said like three and a half is something he might be a little more comfortable with. Uh, so we're moving in that direction. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I still think he might be 
a little worried about the inflation picture with wages growing, um, you know, close to 4% annualized. So then you've already alluded to this and touched on it, but I guess I'll just ask the Fed, where do we go from here? Did anything to, in today's data change the calculus for the Fed's next move? Uh, no, I, I think this leaves them pretty well on track for a hike uh, at the next meeting, which is in early May. Uh, certainly the, you know, the Fed speaker over the last week or two has been, you know, probably not done yet. Um, this was not enough of a, well, it wasn't a negative surprise. Uh, and I think given that Fed speak, you really needed a negative, a big negative surprise to get them off that track. So still feel pretty comfortable with May, uh, a May hike of 25 basis points. Uh, we have the CPI next Wednesday, but I think, you know, that would have to be a really big surprise uh, to the downside to kind of take that off the table. Um, and then, uh, you know, we have them pausing uh, after May. Uh, I could see, you know, maybe a hike in June, but that's, you know, that probably would be about it. Okay, Mike, thanks for your time and insights. And to the listener, thank you for tuning in. This communication is provided for informational purposes only. Please refer to JP Morgan's research reports related to its content. For more important information, including disclosures, JP Morgan Chase & Co. This episode was recorded on April 7th, 2023.